And that's how things get started. Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. You have never said anything before me ever on the podcast. Well, I, I felt like we needed to say something because we probably scared our guest. <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We are back again to pod another day. And we Guess have... who's back? Get, stop it. Stop. <laughs> My God. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for the three people who left us a negative review and say that we banter too much. Oh, yeah. I think I, I, yeah, I laughed really hard when I saw these reviews and I was like, well, thank you to the other hundred people who love our banter and I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. So, I mean, you, if you can. don't like it. Bye. And if you do like it, leave us a good review to offset the bad reviews. Anyways, I will stop talking and we will jump right in because Hmm. we have a guest today. We do. Everybody welcome Nathan Indigar. You've only heard his name sneak peeked 10 times on the podcast. We've been wanting him for a long time. And I told him two days ago that he was coming on the podcast and he loves me. Yeah. And I told him I would send him, you know, some notes and just just let him know what we're going to be talking about. And guess who forgot to do that? This guy. So, welcome, Nathan. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> so, we have been wanting to have him on because he is a new agent, only licensed since last May. Is that right? And is killing it. And so, we're like, okay, this is the type of person that our listeners want to hear from. And we just want to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I talk about Nathan a lot on the show, um, his different transactions and awesome, awesome buildings that you acquire. Um, so man, start from the beginning. Tell us why real estate, how real estate. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> That's a good question. I ask myself that every day. <laughs> no. Um, like you said, I've only been in real estate for I don't know, since May of last year. I don't know what that equates to into months or whatever. But um, prior to that, I was working at a bank uh, in the IT department. And prior to that, I was a teacher. So Johnny and I have that in common. And that's yep. kind of what what uh, drew me to you guys. But um, yeah, um, about me, me and my family, we just live in uh, outside of Whiteville, North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. And just small towns. It's kind of, I'm finding it's kind of my bread and butter. So Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. And you're licensed in both North and South Carolina, right? Yeah, correct. Um, so I actually got licensed in South Carolina first, and then I did uh, the state test for North Carolina to get licensed mm-hmm. there too. Which is brilliant if you live near state lines. Like, go ahead and do both because you never know when, if you're, you know, one of us should really get licensed in South Carolina because we're only an hour away. But yeah, I, um, I do some some investing with, uh, I have an investor who buys a lot of stuff right at the border, um, like Hiawassee. Yeah, uh, I guess North Carolina too. Yeah, right there at Murphy. And I'm like, okay, guys, if we go a mile this way, I can't help you anymore. All right, so you got to stay on this side of the border. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really been helpful because, um, yeah, I'm finding buyers and sellers from both sides of the border. I mean, people don't Ooh. care where, where you live or whatever. It, you just got to go to where the people need you, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you ever get asked? I know because I got asked by someone yesterday while I was on the phones. Well, are you local to this area? Do you find that to be a problem at all, or do they care? Um, not specifically. I've lived in a lot of different areas. Um, mm-hmm. So before here, I did live in South Carolina, and some of the areas that I serve, 
Um, I've bounced around, so I know the areas that that I'm. Well, then you can I'm say you're of, a, yeah. a local. I mean, right. if you've lived yeah. there, lives nearby, you can just say, "Yeah, I'm a local." Like, even if you don't locally live there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the big thing is, um, people just want to know that you care and just find some way to connect with you. And because I do live right outside of a small town and I've lived in those small towns, the small town people really, really appreciate that. They, they are looking for somebody to, to help them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah, I'll, I'll be that guy. <laughs> yeah. I think you're like our, I think you're one of the first people we've had on that does small town. I mean, we live in a small town, but it's a suburb and we're right. in near Atlanta, but I think it's really important because so many people that I zoom with live in small towns. And so I think this is really important for us to talk about is like, how do you gain market share where maybe, maybe there's a realtor who's 60 years old who gets all the business from everybody, Sure, that kind of a thing. So that is a good question as far as how to get people. Um, you just got to drive a little bit further than most people do. <laughs> yep. That is a good point. <laughs> yeah. I think that based on density, right? Like, I know that there are some agents that only work like one building in super oh, yeah. dense places. Like, oh, no, I only work this one high rise. That's it. And, you know, as the density goes down, you have to expand your radius. Yeah. Right. I say that to people a lot. I'm like, we live where there is literally four counties that meet. And so we have to be in the know of all these four counties, which doesn't seem like a lot, but. A lot is different in each and every one of these counties. We've got to pull statistics for every county, mm-hmm. and they are wildly different sometimes. It's interesting because some are closer to Atlanta, so there's going to be more sales, and some are not as close to Atlanta, and there'll be less sales. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to me about your motivation. Why did you get into real estate? Like, we were both teachers. I know why I got out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, real estate's always interested me. Um when I started buying houses just for my own benefit, just to live in them, um, Mm -hmm. I've found myself kind of doing a fix and flip, but just not really knowing that I was, I'd live in a place for a couple of years, fix it up, get it how I like it and then move somewhere else. And absolutely. Um, so that just kind of got me the bug. Um, Mm -hmm. I've always been a pretty handy guy. So I mostly do stuff myself. And then, um, I was like, well, let me, let me see what real estate's all about. And, um, I actually took all the classes probably about five years ago never took the test. And so you get a year to take it, never did. Right. And so I was like, well, okay. And then I got into um, technology with the bank and stuff. It was good there, but it always kept in the back of my mind, real estate. And uh, so I started taking the classes again and then um, kind of got pushed into real estate. Um, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was, I was getting ready, but um, yeah, uh, lost my position. And uh, at that point, um, I had just taken the real estate exam, passed it. My license came in three days after that. So it was almost like a serendipitous moment, I guess. Right. Um, Not exactly how I would want it to play out because those first (laughs) couple months can be lean. (laughs) Exactly. So, so yeah, but um, so just just having a a W-2 job just to kind of fall back on would have been nice. But mm-hmm. it also forces you to hit the ground running as much as mm-hmm. you can. And just it's it's motivation to put bread on the table, you know? Yeah. So would you recommend someone um, being that, I mean, you like walk the plank, right? Uh, would you say that <laughs> that, that is 
a, a better or worse way to do it if you had to look back and, and say? If, if I could do it all over again, build up as much of like a little nest egg you can just to get mm-hmm. through those first couple months so everything's not as lean. But um, yeah, jumping in, I think, is, is the way to go because it, it forces you to get your butt in gear. I mean, you, you can't just yep. take random things and just half-ass them, you know? You got yeah. you to gotta do them. I think that um, was... That was something I feel like I mentioned yesterday. We did a call with him yesterday just to prep. And I I think this is the way to do it. I mean, I think that's why I had success. Like I had my husband who was a teacher breathing down my neck like, hey, you're not getting a second. You're not getting a job other than real estate. I'm taking on a second job. So like if you don't make money, this isn't going to happen. There was pressure. And so I think when you actually have that pressure that this has to work, you're going to make that extra call. You're going to follow up an extra time to see if you can make this deal happen. And so I guess my thing, and I'm sure you would agree with it, is like to to the new agents out there who are dual careering it and half-assing it at your real estate career, like set a deadline for when you're going to quit your job. Set a, a goal that you have in mind of like how much you're going to have in savings. And when you have that in savings, you are quitting your job. And because if you don't, you're never going to go full time. And we, we, we've seen it time and time again with, with agents that we work with, even locally here, we're like, okay, until you can really make this, what is going to put food on the table. You need those exterior outside motivators, right? Like your, your cell phone bill, you're going to pay it. Imagine a day without your cell phone, your rent, your mortgage, food, right? You need those pressures. And if you don't have it, then uh, I don't have to work as hard, right? I'm still going to survive. So yeah, all that to say, good work. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I remember when Johnny told me about that, that your position was no longer there. I was like, sink or swim. This is what's about to happen. (laughs) And you've freaking swam <laughs> you did man <laughs> yeah and just having people around that support you and when shit does get really tough just can step in and help a little bit mm-hmm. it that really didn't makes a difference too so it's it's not just me there was there's a team too uh, sure just just pushing me and and yeah uh, helping out whatever whatever way they can you know yeah so, that's awesome yeah. that's fantastic yeah so Well, man, I have all sorts of things that I want to discuss with you and share with our listeners. Um, So again, guys listening, Nathan is not even a full year in, but he has adapted these systems. He has come up with them. I love to shake tables. I don't know what to tell you. Um, And so I I wanted him to come on and share those, right? Uh, And one of them is his whiteboard system. Um, And we're not going to dive into like a show and tell because this is a podcast and that wouldn't work very well for everyone. Uh, I would like to have him on, on an, another like YouTube type deal where he does walk us through that. But can you walk us through your color system? Your, um, you have uh, different columns. What do, what do your whiteboards look like? Well, I want to interject and just say, he sent us a picture of his whiteboard yesterday and I was like, how the hell does he have so many buyers? I'm like, my jaw kind of dropped when I saw the photo of my photo. I was like, oh my gosh, this is Johnny insane. asked me the same thing. There must have been 40 or 50 names <laughs> yeah. on that whiteboard. Oh, it's it's a good number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, to address that first, um, 
you don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. like at first when I, when I got into real estate, I signed up with Op City and any lead that came in, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take uh-huh. it. Sure. So, and then I put them on the board and next thing you know, there's probably, I'd say there's probably close to 40 buyers up here at different stages and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not all like active right now. And I've got a system to kind of keep track of that. Um, so basically it's, it's pretty easy. I've just got four columns. Uh, the first I'm looking here, that's no, you're yep. good. So I've got names and then basically what they're looking for. If it's mm-hmm. a three bed, two bath, I just put three slash two price, mm-hmm. uh, square feet. And then I also put what area they're looking at because I cover a, a huge, a huge swath of, of mm-hmm. geography here. Um, basically if you know, North and South Carolina, I run from basically Wilmington to Fayetteville in North Carolina, which is probably about it. If you go from one to the other, it's probably about two hours. And then oh, in wow. South Carolina, it's Myrtle beach to Florence. And that's probably close to the same and then North and South too. So I've got a, I've got a huge area that I need to keep sure. track of. Um, so yeah. And then, um, they're color co- coordinated by basically I put them up there, um, whether it's a referral or not. And then I have little magnetic, um, dots like this mm-hmm. and they, they just stick on there. And those are the ones that are actively looking. Everybody else is in my CRM just on a, on a drip system. And then if they, if they start looking again, like they'll revisit mm-hmm. and I'll get an alert, then I can touch base back with them. And if they're just browsing, then they stay where they're at. But if they're, if they're starting to actively look again, and I've had a couple since spring is coming, um, mm-hmm. that they've moved more into an active role and that sits right, um, over top of my computer. So at any time, if I'm talking to somebody for sale by owner, I can look at my, up at my board and just say, Hey, I've got four different buyers that are interested in property like yours. If they want to see it, Brilliant. how do okay. I reach you? So pause, pause oh, okay. that right there. Okay. <laughs> couple things I want to note. One, you have this a foot away from your head, so you can reference it at all times. Amazing. Um, I, I have our whiteboard directly in front of my desk so I can see my goals for the year. They're always staring me down. Right. And I think that's super important to have these things in front of you. Uh, secondly, you just mastered the number one objection we get on the phones at any given time. Yep. The, you know, it doesn't matter where you try to go. If you get someone who doesn't want to talk to you, he's going to ask, do you, do you have, have a buyer? buyer? <laughs> Why, yes, I do. Here's yes. a board of 40 of them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do you have a buyer? I actually have 40 buyers. Right. What, I mean, what are they going to say to that? <laughs> so I train my, our agents to say, yes, we have one, two, three, four, five, five active listings right now. We get signed calls on these all the times. We have buyers coming in daily. So yes, but I like yours even better. I mean, yours is a concrete. You're like, actually, I'm staring at these names. I'm saying I can see exactly what their budget is, what they're looking for and where they're looking. The answer is yes. That's guys, just do that. Wow. And the kicker is when you go out to a for sale by owner, and this just happened the other day, um, went on a listing appointment for for sale by owner, and we were talking, and I said, "Hey, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. I've got four different buyers that are looking for a house in this area like yours, so the odds of us selling it are pretty good." so, and that, yeah, that listing is probably going to be available here coming up in the next week or so. They got a little bit of work to do, but 
That's yes. a question. So, question. Yes. Yeah. Have you considered, and, and this may be a good idea, maybe a bad idea. I'm, I'm known for both of them. Um, taking a, a snapshot of this with you on the listing appointment and say, listen, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you guys. Here's my list of buyers right here. And here are the four looking in your area. Do you think that'd be helpful or hurtful? It might, it might. Um, what I have done though, when I go on listing appointments is I, I started keeping track of what the for sale by owners wanted to get for their property mm-hmm. and what we actually got. And so yeah. I take that, I have that with me. And so I've worked it out to an average percent and I had those numbers here. I don't know where they went, but um, right now for the for sale by owners from what they wanted and what they've got right now, it's been up about 21%. What? Um, so yeah, that just 21%? Numbers, yeah. That's a really good number to go into a for sale by owner what? with. That is, all right. For everyone listening, say that one more time. All right. Repeat the question for me. So basically, um, yeah, 21% average. So I went by my for sale by owners that, that what they wanted to get. For example, I've got one, he wanted to get 110 for the property because that's what he mm-hmm. paid for it. We ended up getting 140 for it. So that's a 27% increase over what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So I keep track of that. And the the three that I've got either under contract or actually sold right now are 27, nine and 28. So that's an average of 21%. Ooh, okay. So, All right. And when you throw those numbers at somebody and they say, Hey, I would like to get this number of, of this amount of money. And you can say, Hey, I could pot- potentially get you this range more than that. Sure. They can't really argue your fees. Well, you know, exactly. You're paying because for yourself it's not going right to be that. Yeah. If, yeah. if my lowest one is nine percent and the fee was six percent, so there's still three percent to the good. Okay. It was and they for less work sell their house by themselves. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, in in our market, I feel like a problem that we run into is that we'll talk to for sale by owners who have this aspirational pricing. They're like, "Man, my house is worth five hundred thousand. No, three seventy five on a good day." Uh, it doesn't sound like you have that problem. No, that's not true at all. I do have that problem. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't take those listings. Oh, I've, I've, I've got one that, yeah. uh, yeah, she is, she is, uh, hell bent on staying with the price. She's, she <gasps> Please tell me this is slaughterhouse. Oh Three yes. This is years. a slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk to us about that. All right. We're, we're don't call- give away any like super I details about it in case someone listens. That's but true. But just, just whatever you want to share, you know, <laughs> so this was a for sale by owner just driving down the road on the highway and came across a sign, stopped, called her right there on the spot, said, Hey, I'm standing out here. They're a good time to meet. And, um, so she, I met with her and ended up listing it. And the property is a two bedroom, two bath house on a couple acres, but it has a store with an apartment above the store and a storage building that used to be a slaughterhouse. Um, and she she wants Go to North sell Carolina. it for yeah, <laughs> and she wants to sell it for a, a, a quite a bit more than I think we're gonna probably end well, up getting. But you're on a global podcast right now, so you don't know. All right, that's true. That's Talk true. Just about the potential. The, the yeah. potential is there. 
I mean, if even if somebody wanted to rent everything, because it's got hookups for a trailer that was there too. So they somebody could rent out the house, rent out the apartment, rent out the store, throw a cheap trailer on there, rent that out. You got four incomes coming in, plus you still got a storage building. So that hey, is if you guys cool. have a client that's looking for an income potential, reach out to Nathan. For real. That's that's baller. Yeah. So that one, that one's uh that one's been a little bit uh interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, you you have to take the interesting ones, right? Oh I yeah, mean, definitely. Yeah. Okay, can definitely. we just dig in for a second? I uh, know I don't like that look at all. We're well, not digging into anything. <laughs> dig carefully, maybe. <laughs> um, since you do work with a good number of for sale by owners, have you found that they're weird too? Oh my gosh, weird. Um, it depends. It depends. They're. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a DIY guy myself, so yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Um, I do understand why people want to do it, but I also understand the big pain in the butt that it is. Um, mm-hmm. All the tire kickers on Facebook, all the random calls. I, yeah. I get it. There, That's something that most people aren't going to want to deal with. And one thing that I really am, I need to work on is follow up with them. Um, even if sure. they say they're not, not interested, I need to call them back. And that's, that's something that I've, I've realized here as I start to see the ones that I've talked to that have eventually gone on the list that yeah. are not they listing will, with me because yep. I didn't call them back enough. They will all list. They I'm so all glad someone list. else is coming on here and saying the exact same thing right. that we say all the time is like the fortune is in the follow-up. It is. And for you to learn that not even nine months in is brilliant. <laughs> so, okay. Um, you have a tech background, right? And I feel like that has helped you a lot. Uh, also develop some, some tricks and tips uh, to make your life more efficient. Uh, I know you're utilizing KV Core in those squeeze pages. And Which, um, side note, KV Core bought out Boomtown. If anybody didn't hear that news, that's big, big, big news that we're going to basically have the systems that Boomtown had too. So, side note. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, so, yeah, you're using KV Core for their pages. And um, you are also using some AI technology, I, I think. Right or some uh, starting to, but starting yeah. to. All right, we'll start off with KV Core. What are you doing okay. with KV Core? Um, everything I can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to this beginning time where I may not as be as busy going on listing appointments, showing appointments, things like that. I mm-hmm. try to automate and streamline as much as I can. So then, when I don't have the time, I'm not behind the eight ball. Right. So. In these past months, what I've done is try to develop as much as I can to automate. Um, and one thing that I found is um, with KV Core, the squeeze pages, they're getting me quite a few leads from Facebook um, because all my listings, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do after January 30th because Facebook Marketplace said you can't post real estate anymore. So I don't know if they're moving to something else, but... So, okay, so I have actually heard that it's just that you can't post from a business page. So if you post from your personal, you may be able to get around it. But again, we don't know what you're right. We don't know what they're really going to do. Yeah, I read something about real estate and vehicles. They're they're not doing that. Yeah. Anymore. So I, I don't. And know. 
no matter what they do, we're going to find a way around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I think it is business pages can't post. I don't know that they could before necessarily, but that was what I had heard. That makes sense. I mean, I see a bunch of like new car ads all the time on Marketplace. I'm like, that doesn't belong here. What are you, what are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> so I get that. I feel like houses makes more sense than cars because... There's way more cars than there are houses. So cars are going to get annoying. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Yeah. All right. Keep going. So, okay. So with KB Core, basically what I do when I create my Facebook ad, um, I go into KB Core and I create a squeeze page for that listing. And with that mm-hmm. squeeze page, basically I, I take and generate a link. But before I even do that, I take and I assign some hashtags to it and name it correctly. So... Um, for example, one of the listings that I have is, uh, let's say 331 East Reeves. So I'll mm-hmm. name it Facebook marketplace dash 331 E Reeves or something like that. Because then when it comes into my KV core, it'll tell me which ad it came from, oh, um, which is super when important. When the lead comes in. Yes. Because Smart. then when you go to follow up, you know exactly which property they're talking about. Nice. Um, okay. So, yeah. so so then with the hashtag part of that, I also put some of the details of that property that they're looking at. Um, if it's a two bedroom, three bedroom, whatever it is, and a price range, um, with hashtags, I keep them really simple. So if it's a three bed, two bath, I just put hashtag thirty two, and then for the okay. price, I just push like put like hashtag one fifty um, k for the price, sure. or something like that, and then usually an area too where it's at. So you already know when you open up the lead, everything you need to know, and you can call them immediately without having exactly. to investigate. No, I don't even call them yet. No. We're, oh, hold okay. on. There's oh, stuff oh, before oh, that. Oh. Hold on now. Hold, hold, oh, wait, hold, there's hold, more. Hold, hold. <laughs> um, so then when I go to put it on there, I, I use the shortened uh, link and put that directly on the Facebook Marketplace ad. Mm-hmm. And I say, for more details, the listing, click here. And they go there and it'll prompt them to sign up. I, I don't do the free one. I do it right away. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of helped me, uh, I guess, filter out the people that are serious from the tire kickers. That's smart. Um, so, yeah, they do it directly um, on the first one. And then it automatically flows into my KV core. So you're saying like a lot of our websites through our CRMs, give you like one property to see for free and then you have to put in your info and you say, nope, halt, you have to give me your info now. Exactly. Yep. As soon as you click that link, it's going to ask you to sign in or create an mm-hmm. account. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So um, I did not do, you can um, require a phone number. I haven't done that, um, but it does give me an email right off the bat. Sure. So sure. from there, um, I've got an automatic uh, campaign set up for each mm-hmm. property where it'll automatically send them a text if they sign up with a phone number. And if they didn't, it'll automatically sign them or send them an email. And that email is specific to that property. It'll say, Hey, I noticed you were looking at 331 East Reeves. What do you like about that property? There may be others that I can do something like that. And then if you tell me what I'm looking for, I can set you up to see more properties. So you don't got to search through everything and just try to get as much information from them as as possible. And sure. some people will email back immediately and say, Hey, I'm looking for this, or yes, I'd like to go see it. Or and some people they'll, they'll I'll I'll never hear from them from an email, but I'll call them. Sure. And, so, and yeah. I mean that's if okay, a, right? If there's a phone number. Not all leads are good leads, right? And what you're doing is you're filtering out the ones that are good leads. And I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean you don't want to follow up with two hundred people if only fifty of them are important leads. 
So Johnny had told me when you first were getting into this, he was like, he's been able to double in some deals by doing this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Couple. <laughs> that, I mean, I think that's something that we do underutilize, at mm-hmm. least in our business, is that we we miss out on some opportunities because we assume as agents that everybody already has an agent that they're working with. No, and they don't. You don't, <laughs> you don't push enough and... I'm telling you, if someone isn't picking up the phone and calling or they are clicking on an ad, there's a chance they might not have an agent. Or if they do have an agent, it's a crabby agent because why are they clicking on this ad and getting another agent their yeah. info to begin with? Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all those have come in on come off Facebook. Um, I've got I've closed one in January and I've got two more closing in February here. Um, both all three of those are double ended. Um, okay. That's amazing. So, so listeners, if, if you're not in real estate and you're not familiar with the double end, what that means is you are doing both the listing side and the selling side. So you get the full commission, whatever that's negotiated. And here's something that I feel like, I don't know if you've thought about this, but when you go into future listing appointments, say, let me share with you something that I actually have done that's pretty unique. I double end a lot of my deals. And what that means is that I have a ton of buyers that are coming in. And the average agent doesn't do that kind of a thing. So use that as like a sales tactic to be like, if I find the buyer, which I do a lot of the time, you know, these are my stats for how often I bring the buyer to the table. Another reason why wouldn't a seller work with you? You are actively actually bringing the buyer. Yep. Yeah. I um, spoke with a for sale by owner once who said, I'm not working with this one agent because she came in and she was with another company that, there's two letters. One is one of them is K. And um, and he said, she came in and said, all she does is work with listings. And I was like, well, why would I work with you if you don't have any buyers for this house? Right. Why? So, yeah, it's great job. Sometimes the sales tactic that you think you're using is like, oh, I only work with listings. So I'm so much better at it. It's going to turn someone off completely. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'll work with I'll work with anybody that needs a house. Come on. <laughs> Same. That's where I feel like that's where we're at right now, where we had kind of we had shied away from buyers for a little bit. And I'm like nervous to get back doing them right now because the markets, at least where we are, is starting to shift again back to right. being more of a seller's market. Um, but I think if you give up on one side or the other, you're just giving up money completely. Definitely. Definitely. So you have other tech resources that you're utilizing. You told me um, probably last week about uh, something you're doing with text messages to make them easier on your life. Is that right? Well, kind of. It's not text messages. It's more uh, Facebook Messenger. Facebook. Okay, um, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So there is a Google Chrome extension called Magical. Um, mm-hmm. It's a text expander. So basically what you do is you just type in a short little snippet and it'll expand it to as much as you want. Mm-hmm. So um, if you if you work with Facebook ads or uh, Marketplace a lot, you get a lot of people just saying, hi, is this still available? Yes. Yep. And so mm-hmm. I hated typing, yes, this is still available. So <laughs> right. What I did with Magical <laughs> is I'll, I'll create a, um, a little snippet. So usually I start them with two semicolons because you have to be careful not to put your text something that you'll type that string a lot because then it'll automatically expand it. So if you do like two semicolons and then for like the East Reeves one, I did uh, semicolon, semicolon, R-E-A-V. And so all I have to type that 
is that, and then it'll expand that to, yes, it's still available. Would you like to schedule a time to see it? Here's a link to the listing with that squeeze page link. And I just type in that short little thing. It expands it. I send it and I'm done. Does that make sense? It's like predictive text that you pre-programmed. Yeah. Yeah, It saves so much time because you get, when you put an ad live, you get a ton of people just saying, hi, is it available? Yeah. Sure. I'd say 90%, 90% of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got the right stuff. And, <laughs> and in that you are, you're putting in your, your landing page, your squeeze page as well. Yep. Yep. Make so come together. And, and the beauty of that is, is it works for any program or any website that Chrome's using. So mm-hmm. um, I use Skyslope for all my documents. Whenever I go to send out docs, um, there's always a part where you have to say like why you're sending it, like the subject line and stuff for the emails. I use it in those. Um, say, hey, here's the here's the offer. Please review it. Da 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 da. Please call me if you have any questions. But all I have sure. to do is say semicolon semicolon contract done, and it fills everything else in. So. You, I feel like you are figuring out so many time hacks. This is, that is huge. And that, I mean, that's so important. We just did a show on scheduling and your time is your most valuable mm-hmm. asset. So if you can control that, you control your world. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather spend 20 minutes to set something up on the front end and it have me save hours of work on the back end. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Something we're learning. <laughs> but I feel that in my bones. I love it. Uh, I'm just sitting here thinking about all the times I've responded to, Hey, is that available? And like, I'm like, you know what? I'll just copy and paste a message from another one. And then I'll, I'll screw it up somehow. And I, I love this. I love this little hack. Um, so this wasn't on my notes. So good luck. All right. All right. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what, what does 2023 look like? What is your goal? How are you going to accomplish that goal? What are you going to do differently in 2023 than you did 2022? Um, just hustle, get out there. Um, my goal for this year is four million in sales. Um, right. I don't, I don't want to put a, a transaction number on it because yeah. my transactions vary wildly. Um, mm-hmm. Because sure. I, I work a lot of small towns, my average sale price isn't as high as a lot of people's. Um, right. So I'm going to need a lot more transactions to get there. But mm-hmm. if I'm double ending them, three transactions automatically turns into six, you know? Yeah. So, yes, um, and that, that helps with that, um, with that on the, on that, but I've, I, I'm a data guy. So I came up with a spreadsheet about how many listings I have to have per month at X number of dollars to reach that goal. And so, um, yeah, that's uh, just tracking everything and seeing yes. where, where everything's coming from. Did it come from Facebook? Did it come from a sign on the mm, road? Did it smart. come from for sale by owner? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And then once I once I figure that out, then I can double down on the stuff that's really working and just not use as much energy towards the stuff that's not. Yes. Okay. That's- so like. Several things I want to take away from that to share back to the people again to make sure you heard this. Go off of volume, you guys. I think that is one huge thing that we we mess mm-hmm. up as agents is we want to have the number of units that, you know, to look pretty and look exciting that you did so good at your job. Nobody cares, first of all. Second of all, 
all that matters is how much you're bringing home at the end of the day. And so you've got to go off of volume. Absolutely. And I mean, if you're like, oh, I'm going to do this many units, you realize you're just setting yourself up for that much more work, right? I mean, you're saying I'm going to do that much work 30 times. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, and then the second thing is tracking from where your numbers came from so Mm -hmm. that you can double down on the things. That's what we talked about in one of our first episodes this year is like, Hey guys, we went back and looked at our numbers and we saw that 65% of our business came from our sphere of influence. Why are we not pouring more money into our sphere of influence? If we're pouring money anywhere, that's where it's going. Bingo. So I think it's important when you look back on time and money that you spent investing, like you've got to, you've got to put it all where the money's actually coming from. Just off your hip, uh, any idea where most of your transactions came from? Uh, for sale by owners. Yes. Yeah, That's almost nice. all of them. Um, the When I first got started, there was probably three or four of them that came from Op City. Mm-hmm. Um, to start, that's, I mean, it's money. Yeah. Dang, it's... <laughs> it, it, it's fees in there. It, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, they do 30%. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's when you're just getting started and, and you're getting $100,000 um, transactions and they're taking yeah. 30% of that. I mean, that's not much stuff. So sure. yeah. So I'm, sure. I'm glad that I've started finding other ways to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're starting out, I mean, you do what you gotta do, you know, well, exactly. I think, I think money, Obs- so. yeah, I think Obsidy is good for an agent who's brand, brand new and needs to at least get some experience. I think that's what you're, you're getting out of Obsidy leads is the experience of getting some transactions done. And then you can use that as clout when you are trying to hunt for sub owners sure. or go to your sphere of influence. And you can't right. be afraid to take anything. I mean, because yeah. you never know what that's going to lead to. Like exactly. for example, the slaughterhouse property we were talking mm-hmm. about, she also has 85 acres with a house on it that she wants to sell. So yes. there's that. So everybody yep. walk, that drove by that for sale by owner sign and didn't bother calling her. I mean, you missed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's a whole other transaction. Absolutely, I say that all the time. Is like even if that one transaction isn't going to produce the money, maybe it's going to be the one down the road that hey, you didn't know that their uncle is a bajillionaire and needs an agent to sell some property right here, and you're the one that you they recommended. Like yeah. this happens all the time. My um my for sale by owner on Dawsonville, right? I was I was just hounding this for sale by owner. And he's like, listen, I have buyers. Will you just come and facilitate the transaction? Sure, absolutely. Here's my my super small fee for doing that. Well, I don't know. Things went sideways. It didn't work out. But the buyers introduced me to this group of investors. And now I'm doing all sorts of deals with different people in this investor group. And I'm well, and I, wow. I get on to Johnny, like poor Johnny. Sometimes I'm like, why did you, why did you take that little amount of money for it? Why did you <laughs> push for it? And I swear to God, every time I say that he gets something bizarre out of it where I'm like, oh, fuck, whatever. I know, <laughs> yep. You every gotta, dang time. Got to put some faith in it. All right. You got to do it. Oh, um, killing me. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So action step. Nathan, what would you tell a listener? Because it's hard to listen to things like this and and go to seminars or or retreats or whatever, and people just info dump on you, right? If you had to say, all right, guys, you got through this whole podcast, 
here's the one thing I would change. Here's the one thing I would implement today that would make a difference. What would you tell them to do? Uh, is this for new agents or is this for anybody? I would say new agents. I think we have a lot of new agents listening. Okay. Um, for new agents, uh, just don't be afraid to pick up the phone. Um, mm-hmm. That first month or so, it's scary. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah, just picking up that phone. It's, it's anxiety inducing, but yeah, for sure. Do it. It'll get easier. The person on that other end of the phone is just a person. Find something to connect with them. I mean, you may have a half an hour conversation with them that leads to nothing, but they might know somebody that liked the way that, that the conversation went, that they may be able to refer you down the line. You never know. Um, just picking up the phone and getting out there. Um, for everybody else, I'd find ways to automate as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we work too hard to have to do stuff 50 times. You know, I mean, I, yes. half the stuff that I automate is just because I, I borderline lazy. I just don't want to do it 50 times. You know, I don't want to type the same thing. Lazy. Yeah. 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 You know, I just, I, I want to find in the world we live in now with all the technology that's available mm-hmm. and all the technology that's coming in the future, sure. there's no reason not to use it. Yeah. Um, and for if you're older or whatever, find somebody that does know how to do it. Pay, oh, yeah. pay, pay somebody, a high school kid, hundred bucks to do it. I mean, right? somebody will do it. They're so much smarter than us. Delegate oh, yeah. out things <laughs> you, you can't do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, that's it really. <laughs> and you just got to do it. Yes. It showing up is half the battle, man. All yeah. right. Johnny always says it's the first call. If you can just make the first call, it's downhill from there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, some days I'm just not ready and I will, you know, just psych myself and psych myself to get that one call. They probably don't pick up anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> then you then once you get the ball rolling, it's a lot yep. it's a lot harder to stop a moving ball. That's that's good, babe. Thanks. That's that's I've real heard good. I've it from somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so before we let you go, tell us, and by us, I mean the people listening, if they have a referral for your area, mm. how are they going to find you? How do we find Nathan? Oh, you well, I love your me. handle you on Instagram. text me. You can <laughs> <laughs> big tall. I love, I love your, yeah, his Instagram handle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a tall guy. And so yeah, big tall Nate fits. Um, no, you can call me, you can text me, email me, whatever. Um, Best way to reach me, uh, I've got a work number. It's 910-377-5550. Get me on my cell at 843-992-0591. Don't be creepy about it. but <laughs> <laughs> That's a good disclaimer. I like that. Yeah, yeah. But, well, thank yeah. you for putting your info out there. I, I, I realized I had a listener call and leave me a voicemail. And it was fine. It wasn't weird at all. But I was like, oh, yeah, my number is out there in the world. I just forgot about that. <laughs> yep. That's never happened to me. Mm, no, you're not as important. It's that's fun. that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm not as good looking, whatever. Um, so, yeah, okay, we'll put your info in the description as well, if that's cool with you. Um, I'm not putting his number in there. Bots, man, they can take everything. What? But if you listen to this podcast, you have How about an email? Right? Yeah, we can, we'll put, I'll put his handle, Instagram. That's all, right, all right, all right, all yeah. right. I'm, I'm people may want to reach out and well, then talk to you about what you're doing. I want people to reach out, but I don't want them to bug you. <laughs> Nah, Actually, I don't want bots to bug you. Oh, no, I'll just, I block all that. 
<laughs> Automate that too. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so are we going to do a fun question? We didn't come up with a fun question ahead of time. All right. You came up with a whole show and you didn't come up with a fun question. I never do it, but I have one. All right. Oh, you do. Okay. Indigard, if you were a dinosaur, okay. what dinosaur that, would you be? That's truly bizarre. Ah, uh, let's see. I think being a pterodactyl would be pretty awesome. <laughs> be really big <laughs> like that and fly. I mean, no. a Tyrannosaurus, I mean, you tip over and you're done. You have the little <laughs> arms and get back up. So yeah, I, I think a pterodactyl would be pretty awesome. That's a wise answer. See, I would have said a T-Rex just because I think they're so Well, cool. you ain't getting up. Yeah, right. That's cool. I don't like to get up anyways. <laughs> okay. Like now I'm sitting here thinking about it and I'm like, they can't push themselves up. What are they doing? And just roll around till they eventually <laughs> find their way up somehow. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. That's a really I mean, good I'm point. sure they probably could, but uh, I mean, it's not as, I don't know. It's like tough. arms. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do that one more time for us, Beth? Nope. That's funny. Great. I'm going to be alive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what are you going to be? Uh, um, what's this one called again? Uh, that's a triceratops. Triceratops. Even so a two-year-old knows that. <laughs> <laughs> he does Try for three. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is the this is now the podcast dinosaur. We uh, have the cheetah behind us and we have the little So I would have said pterodactyl as well. Um, but that's that's taken now. So now I want to be Littlefoot. Uh, and I don't remember what Littlefoot Brachiosaurus? was. Brachiosaurus? How do you know that? You My memory is fucking amazing. <laughs> you pull out Brachiosaurus? <laughs> what? I think it's a Brachiosaurus. I don't know. It's it's a cute little, DM little us, one. DM us. Am I right? Uh, you know, it's... it's you yep, know, yep, yep, yep. It's kind of... Yeah. That's no, ducky. that's Ducky. It's there, but it's not right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I know he's soft, right? He's an herbivore. I get that. But he also was kick-ass. All right. No one's talking shit about Littlefoot. Nobody. To be fair, I feel like this might be the second time we've talked about Land Before Time on here. Really? Yeah. I just have like a vague memory, but my memory sucks. What would you be? I already said a T-Rex. Oh, that's right. The the one with the little arms. arms that can't get up. And really, strategically, the worst decision. It's strategically, the one that gets <laughs> All right. All right. You want to sign us out of here, babe? Yeah. Well, Nathan, thank you for coming on. We appreciate your time. Thank you so we much. We appreciate being friends with you. And yeah, we're excited to see what happens in the future. Yes. See, listeners, this is what, this is what happens when you listen, right? Like you, yeah, this, this is, is what, what happens. <laughs> Sure yeah, does. we're all the credit to your success. <laughs> no, you guys have been instrumental, though. I'm, I, I do appreciate how much wisdom you guys throw out there, and uh, yeah, whenever I've got issues or something, you, you always kind of help me through it. So I, I do appreciate that. Well, thank you. Well, we're glad to have you. We with love us. you, brother. Yeah, we do. Sounds good. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>